The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know me, know him, because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live and you will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You know, in this church building, we do many, many things here. Baptisms, of course, weddings, Sunday masses, just random prayers, devotions. But one of the most powerful things we do in this, in this building is that we do funerals. Funerals are particularly powerful. If you recall from last Sunday's homily, we had a, a tragedy in the parish by one, that one of our families is and continues to endure. And on Friday, we had the, the viewing here in the church. We had the viewing here. It was beautiful, laid out. The young lady, was her casket was in the front, flowers, pictures, typical scene. And the reason why I think, why I find funerals to be particularly powerful because funerals tend to cut through all of the garbage that we tend to pack our lives with, that we distract ourselves constantly with. And if, if you have eyes to see, if you look around the holy, all the funeral rites of a church, it's jam-packed with theology. Jam-packed. And as sad as, as they are, they're particularly powerful lessons for us. Why? Again, it's the inside why our Lord allows pain and suffering in our lives because it tends to unveil the truth. 
So the viewing for this young lady was from noon to five. It was a long, long day. And the reason why we did that is because we had to, because uh, a lot of people wanted to come and pay respects. And so we thought, you know, let's spread it out, limit the crowd size to 10 at a time in the, in the church. And people come in, say their prayers, their respects, honor the family, and then they kind of cycle through. So that was, uh, that was what happened on, on Friday. And the entire time I was watching everybody particularly the family. The family stayed for the entire thing, by the way, of course. The entire time they were here. And of course, as people were cycling through, there were times where it, when it was really busy, and there were times where there were moments that was, was low, it, lull moments. And I remember one particular time, I was, I was in the very back of the church. The church at that time was empty. The father walked in. He was kind of coming in and out because uh, many people were hanging out in the front of the church waiting for their time to come in and or people just didn't want to leave so they'd hang out in front. And the father snuck away and he, and he came into the church. I was just watching him. I don't know if he knew I was there or not. It was beautiful. He just stood over the casket over his daughter mouthing something out. Something personal, I bet. But let me ask you this. Did the father and the whole family, in fact, stay that entire five hours out of obligation or love? It's easy. It's not a trick question, but love, right? Love. Stayed the entire time, and the father stood vigil, Beside his daughter, pure love. Because he did not want her to be alone. Powerful, powerful, powerful. The Lord says, if you love me in the gospel today, he says, keep my commandments. And I believe that's a beautiful contrast because oftentimes, for many people, they see following the commandments out of, out of obligation. Ah, not, not, not for the Christian. No, not, not for us. Not for us. We follow the commandments that the Lord has laid out, for, clearly laid out for us, as hard as it is, because we love Jesus Christ. We stay in the church. We stay and fight on behalf of the Lord. We struggle with the faith because we love intensely. You know, all the people that walked in these doors on Friday, of course, it was a, it was a sad day. And, and, the, and the weeping and, and, and all of the pain and suffering that, that everybody showed reveals something very powerful about us. Especially about the inside of, of death. Because what does death do? Why is it so painful? Because when our loved ones die, we feel like orphans, don't we? There's a huge 
gaping void that our loved ones leave behind. But notice now what our Lord says. Because of this gospel is a continuation from last Sunday's gospel when our Lord is preparing the apostles for what will about to happen. It's about to happen. He's about to die. He was about to be tortured and he's about to leave them. And he tells them in their pain and their suffering, he says, I'm not going to leave you orphans. Don't you know that? I will send you someone. If you keep my commandments, our Lord says, I will give you another advocate. The word advocate is simply the Latin translation of a powerful Greek word. And when we break down that Greek word, it's very enlightening. Paraclete is the Greek word. Paraclete is two Greek words just jammed together. Para, kaleo. Para means beside. And then kaleo, klit, means to call. So it literally means paraclete or advocate, when it's translated here, means literally one who is called to be by your side. That's what the Lord says. So notice now how powerful this is. So our Lord says, I'm going to leave you and you're going to feel like orphans, but you're not going to be like orphans. Why? Because I'm sending you the Holy Spirit upon you. One who will be your advocate, one who will be by your side. And I think how powerfully important that is because, why? Notice now, I'll jump back to the second reading of Peter. In that beautiful line, he says, Peter, now, our first pope, sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart. Meaning, let Christ reign in your hearts. Reign, right? Remember, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, all your strength. Who is the king of our hearts? Jesus Christ. He says, now, Peter, Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Let nothing else take that place. Again, this is why I love funerals. Because it cuts through all of that. And it, and, and it exposes the superficiality of our world. And the, Lord, and the Lord says, as Peter, rather, Sanctify the Lord in your hearts, and now be ready to give an explanation to anyone asked for the hope that is in you. What is he speaking about? You see, Peter is saying he's presupposing that the suffering of the world will suffocate us. Because again, suffering touches everybody, doesn't it? But then all of a sudden, Peter says that the Christian now, in the midst of the suffering which every single human being endures, has hope. That no matter how tragic our world becomes, Oh, the Christian stands in the midst of it as a light, steadfast on a rock, unmoved, because now Christ reigns in our hearts. Not money, not power, not beauty. All the fleeting values of our world, but rather, no, Christ reigning in our heart. And the Christian now, who has Christ enthroned, doesn't move. Hope. 
because now you and I, when we were baptized, and the water poured over our heads, received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, Saturday, we had a big procession. So we had the viewing on Friday, and then the next day, everybody gathered in front of the church. Parking lot was packed. I was like, oh no, the sheriff's going to come and shut us down, but we didn't care. We didn't care. Bring it. <laughs> what are we going to do? We did what we could to honor the restrictions, but. We had a procession processed to the parking uh, to the cemetery just uh, behind the hospital here. Played music and crowd followed along. The the body was in a was in a car and everyone followed. And the always hardest part that comes to if you've ever been to a funeral, it's that part of of the uh, of the what we call the final commendation where the casket is finally lowered into the ground. That's always the hardest part. I see this all the time. That's when the emotions tend to hit hard. There's a finality about that when the body is lowered into the ground. I'm sure many of you have seen that part of the funeral. And of course, when that part was happening, as this body was slowly, the casket was lowered slowly into the ground, the mother broke down, of course, as she should. But then again, my eye was on the father. I was watching the father the entire time. Immediately, he went beside his beloved, embraced his wife and daughter now as they were crying. I said, ah! He's acting like the Holy Spirit, isn't he? Why? Because now here at this huge moment when that finality of death seemingly was, 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 was winning, the Father, like the Holy Spirit, came in. He says, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, funerals are amazing. Because it reveals the deeper truth of our humanity and the hope that is and lies within us as Christians. You see, you and I here now, every Christian that listens, that is our role in the world. To remind everyone to allow Christ to reign in their hearts. Because nothing in this world satisfies us. Our deepest identity is not rooted in our bank accounts or our houses or our cars or our power or our, or our position. No. Our identity now is deeply rooted as baptized sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. That, my friends, is the hope that lies within every single one of us.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.